We want men and women to know that if they accept Jesus Christ and fix their eyes on him, we can be safe. I heard read as a little boy again and again, Daniel 12, verse 1. There shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation. And that's true. But somehow, before they got to the next part, I went into jitters. And the next part is, And at that time thy people shall be delivered, everyone whose name is written in the book of life. What a privilege. What a hope. Amen. And so our opening text is Psalm 125, verse 2. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so is the Lord round about his people from henceforth even forever. How long? Forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, Jerusalem was situated, the temple was situated on a mountain. Then there were valleys, and beyond the valleys there were mountains, some of which were higher than the mount on which the temple was built. Now notice how inspiration reveals to the psalmist, I will not look to the valleys, I'll look to the mountains. For the mountains represent God's arms enfolding, encircling his people in every time of trouble. Amen. And he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he is my fortress. In him I will trust. What hope for God's children. Oh, my beloved friends, may you never emphasize to your boys and girls just the time of trouble. Let them know that as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so God's enfolding arms encircle his child and all the demons of hell can never destroy a trusting child of God. Mountains, mountains. Number one, mountains of forgiveness. First John 1, 9 is a promise, as I recall, that my mother shared with me when she told me the story of Jesus. And I said, what shall I do? And she'd, she'd brought him up to Calvary and showed me them there suffering and dying. And she quoted, if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Mountains of forgiveness circling our sinful, unworthy lives. And when the devil tells you that you're a great sinner, say, yes, that's true. But I have a bigger Savior. Bigger than all else beside are the mountains of God's forgiveness. Though our sins be as scarlet, though they loom up through the devil's exaggeration, there are higher mountains than that. Mountains of forgiveness. Number two, mountains of victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. As we've traveled along the little dusty pathway of life, as we mentioned the last service, we have seen men and women steeped in sin, reaching up and fixing their gaze on Jesus Christ, 
and finding deliverance from any known habit of sin. Think of it. Their sins loomed up. Their defeats loomed up. But God's delivering victory is bigger and higher and is encircling arms of victory. Thrust out the enemy. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Trust in the Lord, dear brother, sister. Don't let the devil get you looking and looking and groping over all the serious mistakes you've made. Just say, Lord, bring to me your mountains of victory. And he'll do it. Thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's our Lord. Three, mountains of employment. You'd be surprised how many people come to us and say, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble financially. <laughs> About a year after my wife and I went through that deep, dark Gethsemane experience in which we were involved deeply financially, from which it seemed we could not escape, and the Lord was bringing us out, though the farm hadn't sold for 12 years, our daughter Juanita and a girlfriend of hers had been out call portering and they came back and they had not been very successfully successful financially. They were back at Madison College where I was pastor and they'd been around there for about two weeks. Finally they came in the front room where I was and they said, Daddy, we've been here for two weeks and we don't have work yet. And I said, Girls, I want to tell you about a seed. And I told them about Luke 8:11. The Word of God is seed. There are 3,573 promises or clusters of promises in the Bible. Each promise is a seed. Like an apple seed that contains an apple tree, like an acorn that contains an oak, so every promise of God contains the gift. I said, so we're going to open our Bibles to Psalm 32:8. He said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I'll guide you with mine eye. I said, we're going to put our hand out in simple trust on the promise. There's nothing, nothing magic about putting our hand on a promise. It's a gesture of simple trust in the one who died on Calvary. It's sort of leaning our weight on him. So I said, we're going to ask. That's the A of prayer. We're going to be, believe. That's a B of prayer. And we're going to claim. That's a C of prayer. And we're going to thank God now that he's given you employment. He promises if we seek first his kingdom, everything else we need will be added, right? Mountains of employment. How about that? Not down in the valley of discouragement, climbing the mountain. So we knelt down, and I'll never forget, and my daughter probably has long since forgot it, but I remember how her friend put her hand on the promise. I said, just put your hand, I'll put my hand on the bottom of the page. You can put your hand on the top of the page. They were in front of me. And as I just placed my hand there on the page as we're kneeling, they knelt, and I noticed that her friend put her hand on the promise something like this, as though, would it bite? God doesn't bite <laughs> his child. He loves his child. Just relax, girls. Trust in the Lord. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so is the Lord round about his people. 
Problems are big, but solutions are bigger. And we knelt and we said, now, Lord, these girls are in trouble. They need work to get to school. They need work. They desperately need it. But you've said, I will instruct you. I'll teach you the way you should go. Lord, you tell them what path to take to get work. Lord, we believe it. Why do we believe it? Because we believe God. We believe he has mountains of answers. Amen? A thousand ways. <laughs> Think of a thousand mountains for our little valleys. We said, Lord, thank you we have received. And I got up from my knees and I said, girl, you've got work. All you have to do is find it. <laughs> and within 24 hours, they came back with their faces beaming. Daddy, we have work. Yes. There are mountains of blessings in Jesus Christ. Mount Calvary says all other mountains were purchased on Calvary. Amen. They're there. They're there. A couple of days later, our son Glenn came home. He didn't have work. I said, Glenn, I want to tell you about a seed. Told him the same story. And I said, the promise we're going to claim will be Proverbs 3, 3 to 6. And it goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy path. I said, Glenn, we'll put our hand on the promise. And our God has wonderful answers. He will. Not he may. Not that he would like to. Not that he would like to resolve to try to do it. He will do it. And we knelt down and within... A matter of hours, as I recall now, our son had employment for the rest of the summer. You see, we're God's children. We're heirs of God. We're joint heirs with Christ. And an heir is an heir to all his parent has. And the parent sees that we do need some testing because he doesn't want us to go to heaven spineless, characterless, so he does see fit to test us. But in the test, he wants us to know that his arms enfold us. And he'll give us what we need. Amen. Mountains of provision. <clears throat> Isaiah 58, 13. Thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable, and shalt honor him. Not finding your own pleasure, doing your own ways. Thou shalt ride on the high places of the earth. <laughs> hey, he said, look, I have mountains. You can ride on my mountains. How about that? And you don't have to be in an airplane that'll be Christ on the mountain. You'll be on top of them. I think of an experience at the birth of our daughter Juanita. Before she was born... My wife and I had a car that we'd gotten in answer to prayer. For when we were at the mission field, we were living in about a quarter of a salary that you'd get in the States, plus the food. If you bought States food, it was about five times as great. And the, the missionaries who were there were actually amazed to find that we could keep that car. Every, every month end, the Lord gave us enough to make the next payment. 
uh, we had claimed his promise, of course. Well, there was one mistake we had made. We hadn't claimed the promise as to what kind of a car to buy. And most of the cars there in the West Indies uh, did not have roll-up-and-down windows. They had, they had curtains. So since we didn't ask God what kind of a car to buy, we bought one with curtains. In the tropics where it can rain on one side of the road and be dry on the other. In a place where it can be raining and by the time you put the curtains up, it'll be through raining. And then you can take them off and that's curtains. And we got a lot of exercise, up curtains, down curtains. But when our daughter was born, <laughs> We had a great blessing, but it, she broke our budget. And we didn't have enough money to pay the next, make the next payment on the car. You know, the Lord likes to have us come to places where we can see there's a valley and there's also a mountain. We can either go down into the valley and grope and talk about the negatives, or we can ascend the mountain and talk about the mighty power of God. And I'll tell you, my wife and I, didn't know whether to take the valley or the mountain. <laughs> Were you ever in that situation? And I said to her, I said, Honey, <laughs> unless the Lord works a miracle, <laughs> we'll lose the car. And then I remembered and quoted, The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Talk about the Lord's power. Bless the Lord. Don't talk about all the devils in the universe or we'll become devilish. By beholding, we're changed the same image. There's the reason why so many people are downcast is because they talk about the master downcaster, the devil. People come all over the place and they say to me, have you just heard what the devil is doing? I said, no, I don't. I'm not a devil worshiper. I said, have you heard what the Lord is doing? He has mountains all about his people. Mountains of provision. If we will not rest in the valley... I said, honey, whatever the Lord does will, he'll do well. Don't go around saying, the Lord doesn't answer my prayers. Don't ever let that escape your lips, beloved. He is a prayer-answering God. Tell the world that he never fails. He never closes his eyes. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I jumped in the car, went up to get a little petrol. Petrol is English gas for the benefit of little boys and girls. While the, the attendant, who happened to be the manager of an automobile agency, while he was putting a little gas in the car, he looked at my curtains. <laughs> he said, listen, preacher, you never ought to have a car like that. And I thought to myself, if he only knew. If he only knew. He said, now that car is not the type of car you should have. And I thought, I've had years of experience of that. But I didn't say a word. You know, it's a wonderful thing when a preacher can not say a word when he's not supposed to. And I just listened. And then he said, look at this car. Here's a beautiful car. It, it has roll up and down windows. <laughs> And he proceeded to tell me what he would allow for old curtains for this car. I couldn't believe my ears. Now, so wouldn't that be wonderful? Except that he doesn't know I can't even pay for this car. How are you going to pay for this new one? 
It was a big car. It was a whippet. How many ever remember what the whippets used to look like? They're built way up, you know, way up. <laughs> a whippet. <laughs> and God used the whippet to whip it. And when he told me what he would allow me for that, for old curtains, for the whippet, I blinked and looked to heaven, and a thought voice came down from one of those mountains. You, you can have that. How about that? You can have that. Just ask him to give you three months before you make the first payment. I said, thank you, Lord. I said, if I do that, since I'm trading this in, could I make my first payments after three months? He said, surely. I said, sold. I left old curtains. <laughs> I got in the whippet. I drove back. Brother. I walked in the house. I said, honey, come out. And when my wife looked at that, she knew that I'd borrowed a car. <laughs> no, I got that car from the mountains that are round about God's people. Mountains of provision. I said, we're going to go for a ride. I took her for a ride. Went down to see a photographer that was just beginning to keep the Sabbath. I said, I want you to see what the Lord's given us. He'd seen old curtains. He took a, took a look at that car, built way up, you know. He said, preacher, there's a promise in the Bible that's fulfilled for you. He'd just been studying that one in Isaiah 58, 13. If we keep his day, we'll ride on the high places. He said, you know what? You really are riding on the high places of the earth. My friends, there are mountains of, of provision round about God's people. Thank God. Let's not stay in the valleys anymore. What do you say? Let's not use valley conversation. Let's not use seven last plague conversation. Or people will be sure we're the first one. There is a time of trouble coming. God's people will be delivered, everyone. They asked me to teach the lesson over at the youth division this morning. And I quoted the text, read the text. And it told about all the trouble. And right in the middle it said, and God is going to give reward to his saints, the prophets, and those that fear his name, both small and great. And right before me as I was speaking, there was a little young lady sitting right next to a great big boyfriend. And I said, he's going to give reward to small and great. No matter how small we are, no matter how sinful we are, we put our, our hands, ourselves in the arms, the encircling arms of infinite love. He'll provide. Amen? Number five. What about a home? <laughs> what about a home? Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. He has mountains of riches. I like the way that one author said, she said when she needs money, she remembers that the cattle on the thousand hills are the Lord's, and he can sell a few extra cattle to provide for what we need. I like that, don't you? The cattle are up on the hills. His riches are there. You need a home? Oh, let's just say, Lord, Lord, I'm going to be sure that I'm your child. And then all of the inheritance of God is mine. The resources of the universe, our favorite author says, are made available to God's children inasmuch as they can do us good. 
We're in Orlando, Florida. First time he owned a home. We didn't own it. The bank owned it, and we got in on it. <clears throat> I decided I'd look for a house. And I said, I, I listed the things that I'd like to have a house. And I said, I'd like to have it near the church school so my children can walk back and forth. And Lord, if you don't mind, I'd like it on a nice lot, big lot, so that, that I'll have a good investment because we move, you know. We belong to Advent Movement. We keep moving. And I said, and Lord, if you don't mind, I need exercise desperately. I, that was 1940. I was an old man in 1940. I'll tell you how I knew. The doctor told me I was. <laughs> and he said, unless you get exercise, you're finished. So I said, Lord, and if you don't mind, may the house that I get be run down. And I drove around. I found a place within two blocks of the school on a double corner lot, and it was run down. The, the garage roof was on the floor. <laughs> and I said, that's really down. And Lord, I'd like to buy that and raise the roof for the Lord. And I drove around day after day looking at that house. And I said, isn't that just exactly what I need? It looked like summer before last. And finally, the thought voice said, I'd like to give it to you. I said, how do you give it to me when they aren't, what isn't for sale? Very difficult to buy a place that's not for sale. Not a sign. After I don't know how many times I drove around, I said, it's exactly what I'm asking for, looking for. And then finally the thought voice said, why don't you receive it? Receive what? It isn't for sale. Well, go on and ask. I walked up the front porch, knocked at the door. I'll never forget as long as memory shall continue. The lady came to the door and I said, is this the place that was for sale? And she stopped dead in her tracks for about a second. I guess she thought that I was, <laughs> I had ESP. That's especially in need. <laughs> and she said, yes. She said, just last night, my, to my husband told me we must sell the place. I said, where is he? <laughs> I took off, went to his place, and he said, yes. You can have it for 75, for my equity, you can have my equity for $75. I had 25, and I didn't know where I'd get any more. And by faith, I said, here's the 25, and we signed a little contract. And I went back, and I said, now, Lord, what am I going to do? $50 is $50 when you don't have $50. I said, but, Lord, you promised, you promised. I went to the tent that night. I was holding meetings. God gave us 112 baptisms in 12 weeks there without a Bible worker. We asked the conference not to send a Bible worker because our church members wouldn't have the supreme luxury of life of witnessing. So we had them each visit three names a week, 154 people, three names a week, baptizing, visiting between four and 500 people a week. We had a wonderful harvest. I went to the tent that night during the song service. Somebody came to me and said, somebody wants to see you just in back of the rostrum. I walked in back. The rostrum was rather dark, and a stranger walked up to me. I didn't know him from Adam. Handed me a long envelope. He said, I, you need that. And he handed me the envelope, and while I was looking at the envelope, he was gone. And I said to the usher, who in the world was that? He said, I don't know. I opened the envelope, $50 bill. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, the Lord is encircling his trusting child. 
Not what I can do, not what you can do, but what he can do. Oh, my. I said, thank the Lord. Then I went to, then I checked more, and I found the reason the man had sold it. It didn't have a mortgage. It had two. And he couldn't meet both, and neither could I. <laughs> so I went to the Lord again, went down to the bank, and the bank said, we'll, we'll merge the two mortgages, and we'll stretch out the time. And I wasn't paying as much on, on both of them together as he was paying on either one. Now, I said, it's all there, but how in the world am I going to fix up the garage and the house? I have no money. Some friend said, go down to the lumber company. I have no money to go. He said, just tell them you're fixing up the place. Will they let you have it on credit? Do you have it fixed up? And then they will negotiate a mortgage. I said, we've already negotiated one, two into one, another. They said, yes. So I went down and got the material. They said, yes, no problem. And you know, it was fun raising that roof. Clean that old place up, inside and out. Talk about exercise. One of the outstanding items of exercise was exercise. I would work about 12 minutes and the telephone ring. Listen, I'm in great trouble. You visit me. I changed clothes. That was exercise. I went to visit, came back, worked about seven minutes and three quarters. Another telephone call. Changed my clothes again. Man, I became an expert at changing clothes. I can't tell you how many hundreds of times I changed clothes. So we had all kinds of exercises. And the Lord answered prayer. Brother, once we commit ourselves, our souls, to God, like the mountains around about Jerusalem, so his mountains of provision of a home is around about his people. What about a church? We're building a church, started a new church. It consisted mostly of students, and students have no money, you know. <laughs> but they give. And now here I needed to raise $15,000 the next Sabbath, and I knew there was no 15000 anywhere around. And I want to share with you something that happened so you won't get discouraged. The devil whispered in my ear, and I listened. <laughs> The devil said, you know there's no $15,000 with these students, and the, there are a few wealthy people members of your church, and you know they never give. A student will outgive a wealthy man every day, the devil told me. <laughs> he sometimes tells the truth, doesn't he? <clears throat> and, and I studied over the problem. I was in the valley around Jerusalem. And I said, you know what I think I'll do? I think I'll get a call to another place then I will not be responsible for a church that can never be built. Did you ever get discouraged? And then the Lord caught up with me with the mountains of his provision, with those big arms of love. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And I became so courageous that I went to church the next Sabbath. I spoke seven minutes, <laughs> and before 12 o'clock, $15,000 was pledged. And then the devil caught up again. He said, but you know, they can never pay the pledges. Isn't Satan a devil? But the Lord encouraged, and on top of that, in another week or two, another 15,000, twice as much as I'd even expected to begin with. What is your need? When once we become God's child, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ for the advancement of God's business. And God's business 
is the saving of other people who are discouraged, lifting other heavy hearts. Amen? And when we unite in that grand work of saving souls, he's there, right beside us. Number seven, mountains of protection. Mountains of protection. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee will prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage. This is what? The heritage of the servants of the Lord. And your righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. It's not a work your way into heaven deal. It's a trust deal. Lord, thank you, the great arms of protection around me. I'll give you just one simple experience. My wife and I, very few people know how many missionary irons we have in the fire. We have more missionary irons in the fire than we have fire. And the Lord has to supply extra fire. One of those was purchasing land up at Roan Mountain, Tennessee, when it seemed like our traveling days were ended. We decided to purchase 55 acres, hopefully to build a tabernacle, an evangelistic tabernacle, and that was the reason for purchasing it. We got a deed, paid $2,000 down, and signed a contract to pay $2,000 a month, uh, uh, a year. At the end of the first year, we didn't have any to pay. But we fixed a contract in such a way that we could sell any part of that place, and the man who sold it to us would have to accept the deed of trust in lieu of cash. So since we'd, we'd purchased this place in the name of our nonprofit corporation, we could sell it from the corporation to ourselves, and it could send, extend for 15 years, and he'd have to take it. And I prayed about it, and the Lord said, you could do it, but don't. So I went down to my Baptist brother, and I told him what I could do, and I said, but I don't want to do that. And he said, Brother Kuhn, how much can you pay a month? I said, $40 a month until I start to sell off some land. We could sell off some lots and thus pay for the tabernacle site when we got to do it. He said, that'll be all right until you sell lots. It went along for about a year. And then two greedy little old women. I wish I could say they were men because I'm not trying to belittle women. You know, we often talk about lady gossipers and we forget that the first gossiper was Satan he, not Satan she. These two little greedy old ladies came to the man who owned the deed of trust and they told him three fibs. And he called me and he said, I need $5,000 right away. Isn't it amazing how you need something when you know you need it? When you know you want it? <laughs> he didn't need it at all except he chose to need it. I need 5000 right away. And he swore me to secrecy so I couldn't go to the ladies and say, you told three fibs. And I said, they've told you three fibs. But I said, I want you to know I'll live up to the original promise. And more than that, I said, do you think God is a God of a strategy, or is he God that controls his children when they're carrying a missionary project? And I purchased this as a missionary project. I said, and number three is, I believe you'll get your 5,000. Friends, before the summer was ended, those very two ladies, they were trying to take that land away from us because they now realized its value. Those very two ladies had turned to us 
between eighteen and twenty thousand dollars. I turned to him not five thousand but ten thousand. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so are God's mountains of protection. When you yoke up with God in his work, he will protect. And you can expect, my friend, that Kohata, that Kohata church program with the lifting of God's people will be a tremendous success. It may go hard. That's to test our faith and to test our courage. God bless everyone that's helping, and he will bless. Amen. Number eight, salvation, eternity, home in heaven. First John 2.25. Listen to this. Look at these mountains of salvation. 1 John 2.25. This is the promise that he has promised us. Even what? I noticed five or six know what it says. Everyone needs to know. This is the promise that he has promised us even eternal life. Many, many years ago, for the first time, I put my name in the promise, and it read like this. This is the promise that he has promised Glenn Kuhn, even eternal life. And I can't tell you what it did for me. It gave me mountains of hope, mountains of assurance in Jesus Christ. When I wrote the book, the ABCs of prayer, I put, I think it was in the very first chapter, a recommendation to the reader. I said, would you now kneel down and open your Bible to 1 John 2.25? And would you do it, friends, if you have a Bible? 1 John 2.25. And would you like to read it with me? 1 John 2.25. 1 first, let's remember what our first and last names are, shall we? And then when it comes to us, you'll put in your first and last name. Very softly, very reverently and see how the Holy Spirit blesses us. Mountains of assurance. 1 John 2, 25, together. And this is the promise that he has promised. Let's start over again and use your first and last name. <laughs> and this is the promise that he has promised. Glenn Cool. Even eternal life. Doesn't that do something? Those mountains of assurance the devil can never destroy. He can never remove them. You have that assurance in Jesus Christ as surely as you fulfill 1 John 1, 9, which is probably written 10 minutes before this. He's saying, if we confess our sins, we will receive forgiveness and eternal life. 1 John 1, 9. Only moments before 1 John 2, 25. Did you come in without confessing your sins to the Lord? Remember, he has mountains of forgiveness and assurance of eternal life. So much so that we'll then be able to look up into his face and say, as did the psalmist in Psalm 73, 24. And would you turn and read it with me? Psalm 73, 24. And where it says me, will you put in your first and last name? Psalm 73, 24. Thou shalt guide Glenn Coon with thy counsel, and after receive 
Glenn Kuhn into glory. And we're going to stand finally on the great Mount Zion, on the sea of glass. And as we stand there, Jesus brings a lovely crown and puts it on our head. Can you imagine that? For what? If that isn't mountains of grace in eternal life. Let's read it again. And let's read it believingly. Thou shalt guide Glen Coombe with thy counsel and after receive Glen Coombe into glory. Little did I realize when I wrote that in our book, The ABCs of Prayer, that there'd be two hippies out of Drugland, America, having just found Jesus but struggling to find assurance would be handed that book, David and Steve. And one of them read where it said, put in your name. And he wrote in the margin, Steve Marshall. David put in the margin, David Meeker. And they read, this is the promise that he's promised. David Meeker. Even eternal life. This is the promise that he's promised. Steve Marshall. Even eternal life. And like lightning, their mind lived back over the sordid lives they'd been living out in the world. And now they'd found Jesus. Would they live a life that would measure with the life of God unworthy? sinful, trying almost everything, you name it, would he give them eternal life with him? A life that measures with the life of God. And David looked full in the face of Steve, and Steve looked in the face of David, and the tears just rolled down their cheeks. And they told me that they sat there for almost a half hour with the tears coursing down their cheeks. What a wonderful Savior. He's giving us eternal life. We've done despite to the work of grace we've crucified afresh the Son of God we've actually made fun of Jesus we've ridiculed him we've said God is alive in Mexico City every abominable thing and now he's giving us eternal life oh the tears course down all that we have all that we hope to be is yours Lord for eternity our Father in heaven Thank you this Sabbath morning that as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so you're round about your people. Thank you for encircling arms of love, of protection, of salvation, of eternal life that's offered us as our heads are bowed in prayer, as our eyes are closed. Beloved, oh beloved, did you come in this morning being hassled by Satan? He's been telling you that God will not forgive. Don't forgive. Don't forget. He has mountains of forgiveness. Mountains of salvation. Mountains of eternal life just waiting for our reception. Will you look up into his face just now in simple childlike trust and say, Lord, thank you for forgiving me.
Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for giving me eternal life in Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's not look around. I feel impressed right now. You know, God says, He that confesseth me, He that confesseth me before man. There are many places to confess Him. One is right in church. If you came in without the assurance of eternal life in Jesus Christ and will accept that eat that assurance right now with every one of our heads bowed and every eye closed would you just stand where you are that's your way of saying yes Lord yes Lord you, you may have been a member of the church you may have been an officer yes God bless you brother God bless you every head bowed every eye closed yes sister yes some can't stand they're holding a baby they raise their hand yes Lord Still remain standing. Still keep your hands up. Is there another? Yes, Lord, I came without, with it, without that assurance. I'm now going to let you take me up on the mountains. Amen. Of your cleansing. Amen. Yes, brother. Of your forgiveness. Of your eternal life. Oh, what a day it'll be to receive the crown which we don't deserve. Yes, sister. God bless you. Anyone up in the balcony also? You may stand or raise your hand. Yes, 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 we see your hand. Some can't stand, they've got children. Yes, brother and sister, you are his. You're receiving his forgiveness, his cleansing, his assurance, his eternal life. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, yes. Yes, and there's another hand raised, another one standing, another, yes, God bless your sister. Remember, we're entering into a very special, amen, yes, a special relationship with him. We're all praying for each other. We're forming a unit of prayer and fellowship and assurance in Jesus. Is there still another? You've been hassled by Satan. You've gone through many a conflict. Yes, brother, we see your hand and God sees it. But now you want to say, Lord, you just take over with all the mountains of provision and forgiveness and cleansing and salvation, eternal life. Yes, Lord, I want you to do it. Is there still one more? Yes, up in the balcony. Yes. Yes, sister. Yes, back in the mother's room. Yes. Oh, yes. And while you're still standing, yes, I'm going to sing a little chorus right now. And those who remember it can sing it with me. It's a song we used to sing at our family worship back home when I was a boy. And it goes like this. And I don't know whether my brothers remember it or not. If they do, they will join in it. It says there are angels hovering round. And as we sing it together, anyone else may stand quietly, keep her eyes closed, keep her heads bowed in prayer, that some soul that's being hassled violently by Satan may be able to say, yes, Lord, I want you to do it. Yes, God bless you. There are angels hovering round. There are angels hovering round. There are angels, angels hovering round. God bless you. Another from the balcony. Be free as we sing. And then it says, to carry the tidings home. 
What a beautiful thing. They're carrying the message back. The names are being recorded in new beautiful ways. To carry the tidings home to the new Jerusalem, there are angels, angels, all the rich And I like the last one. You can still remain standing or raising your hand or a lurking stand. Let him that hears come. Oh, come, why yet there's room. Let him that heareth come. Oh, come, why yet there's room. There are angels, angels And Lord, these you are accepting like mountains of strength you're strengthening them the conflict day by day they'll take the quiet hour with you so you can rebuild for each new day and then as we troop through the gates to the new Jerusalem washed in the blood of the Lamb what a day it'll be thank you in Jesus name this media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.